Hello, and welcome back to Straight Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Therese Vieda Medina, and in this podcast, we will be discussing marginalization around race, especially being multiracial or biracial in America. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Straight Up the Podcast. How have you been? How's your week? My week was a little hectic, but all is well. I'm super excited for today's episode. I sat down with my friend Max, who is currently taking a year off of school. He attends Rhode Island School of Design, and he's going to be a senior next year. He makes beautiful ceramic pieces, so if you guys want to give him a follow on Instagram, his Instagram handle is at Isabella's brother, and I'm super stoked for you guys to hear what it was like for him to grow up Korean and American. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. I am Max Damon, uh, taking my year off RISD because of COVID, so I'm at home right now. Very valid, very valid. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and your family and stuff like that? Um, so I'm born and raised in Southern California, mainly Los Angeles. Um, when I was very little, we lived in Venice. Now we live in Malibu. Uh, I spent basically my entire life and almost everything just like in Southern California. We had some family on the East Coast we'd go visit, but, you know, everything is just here in the same place. For sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, my mom is from Hong Kong and Korea, mm-hmm. and my dad is just a very typical American from Detroit who then moved to California. Actually, both my parents moved to California like the exact same time when they were like in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get involved in Hollywood and the whole acting scene and everything. That's really cool and fun and like not really common. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Like, what is it like having a mom that is basically international and she came to California and that's how they met. And your dad is a very like normal American guy and growing up with like two drastically different parents coming from two different places. Yeah, they had, I mean, they had very different backgrounds. My dad was more like middle class, kind of just like, you know, white American suburbs in Detroit. My mom actually came from this like very old family in Korea Mm -hmm. that actually they had to flee Korea during the 60s when some dictator came into power. So they moved to Hong Kong. The whole family had to relocate. So she has a bunch of like weird stories about like her fears of communism and shit like that. (laughs) Because like, you know, they watch these revolutions happen constantly. Yeah, yeah. So... My mom has always been like, you know, obsessed and loves Western culture because in Hong Kong, it was like, um, you know, the UK purchased Hong Kong for a hundred years and to the, to my mom's family, at least that was like a safe haven from the rest of like communist Asia and all these other communist regimes popping up. Hong Kong was like, you know, that is the West. They have capitalism and democracy and it seemed very safe there. So her family's always kind of idolized that. And that's why they also all then moved when they got older to New York, to France, Europe, all around there. Mm-hmm. Whereas my dad, you know, kind of like lives in the United States and sees how difficult it is, especially with like public schooling and all that shit. Yeah. So he's a lot more critical of all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's funny because they both have like their views are so different, but they don't even come from the same starting point. So right. it's kind of hard for them to argue these points. Yeah. That's, like, that's that's very valid, though, especially, like, where they're coming from, too. And you yeah. also have a sister. Yes, Isabella. I have a younger sister. Isabella. It's my Instagram <laughs> handle, Isabella's brother. 
Follow uh, him yeah, on she's... Instagram if you guys want to. <laughs> at Isabella's yeah. brother. She's at USC right now, studying, I think, psych and French. That's awesome. She, she was doing business and stuff, but she decided that wasn't for her. Yeah, business isn't for everyone, but that's okay. Yeah. So I really kind of want to know a little bit about, like, what it was like for you and your sister, maybe mainly for you, with two, like, you have a dad that, like, looks completely different from your mom. Like, how was that growing up? Like, did you ever feel, like, disconnected from a specific community or group because of the way? Yeah, totally. It was, I mean, growing up was really weird because my mom, she wasn't, she wasn't sure if she wanted us to, like, kind of dive headfirst and embrace our Korean heritage or if she wanted us to fully cut it off mm-hmm. and try to just be white people. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she would make a lot of jokes, like, you guys look white enough, just tell people you're white. And, like, <laughs> oh we knew gosh, it, we yeah. knew, we, I mean, we knew it was a joke and it was, like, funny, but at the same time, like, it was very true. Mm-hmm. We, because we were half, people, you know, knew we weren't white, but we weren't enough of something to where it would actually, no one could, like, stereotype us in the, I guess, the conventional way. Right. Because we were just kind of ambiguous, but also not dark-skinned. We were light-skinned. Yeah. Um, But yeah, when we were little, my mom, you know, she was having us learn Korean and stuff like that, and going to a church with, you know, specifically in Koreatown with a bunch of other Korean families. Um, But then once we got to elementary school, and we went to a a very predominantly white elementary school in Los Angeles, my mom stopped doing that and just wanted us to focus on just like fitting in because she, I mean, now that I'm older, she tells us stories about just how difficult it was being an actress who's Asian mm-hmm. in Hollywood yeah. and the amount of like racism and typecasting. And I mean, she worked with a lot of these people who are now being me too. So she has her horror stories and everything. Yeah, definitely. Do you ever, so wa- Oh, sorry. Yeah. Continue. So yeah, she just wanted my sister and I to, I mean, like, as sad as it is, she just wanted us to pretend to be white and, like, not really embrace any of that kind of Asian side because it was, she thought it would just be easier. That's really interesting. How did you feel about that? Did you ever feel like you were kind of being left out of, like, one community? And then when you started, like, realizing as you got older that you were part of that and you had no connection to it, like, did that ever make you feel a specific kind of, like, stress or anxiety about it if people ever generalized you? There definitely was a time in high school where, because I went to a boarding school for high school that was much more diverse. Mm-hmm. There was a good Asian population, a good black community, large Hispanic community. Like it was, it was very diverse for what it was. And that's when I started to like realize that I, I'm not a part of like the white kids group. Uh, there is an affinity group for these Asian students to all get together and talk about the fact that there just are these noticeable differences kind of with the way we're treated sometimes or the expectations that other people would have of us. Right. And I mean, like, I can go over the very, you know, Asians are good at math. I was always classically terrible at math. So that's something that always <laughs> yeah. just, like, felt weird. Because I always yeah. felt like, you know, I'm not living up to, I guess, the standards. But then, then at the same time, it's like, do I even fit these standards? Because I don't really ever feel this connection with my, like, Korean side. Right, right. Um, but it did leave moments where it's just like, because my sister and I are both like bi biracial, we just never really felt like we actually were part of either group. Right. And it's it's just like strange because there is like being Asian American is just like such a unique situation because so many of us have parents who are Asian and want us to pretend we're not. 
or like not embrace that side so that we can just easily slip into the culture and have no one question anything like create as little tension as you can so that you can just easily keep skating through life by not bringing up anything that would be controversial that's wild does that like make you stressed out like to think about that because i feel like if that's instilled when you're so young it carries over into adulthood and then you try to figure out your own path yeah it's it's been strange because i almost feel like whenever i try to do anything involving my korean side like i did a ceramic project sophomore year that i used traditional like korean ceramic vessel forms Mm -hmm. and that felt like cultural appropriation and i'm like but i am korean like it was because i feel so detached from that side and like because I haven't had any real exposure because of what my mom and her sisters have all decided to do with their kids. Mm-hmm. Like it, it actually felt like I was appropriating a culture that was so different from me. Like I struggle so hard to identify with any of that, that it seems, it really does seem foreign and very different. Did you, when you went to college, did you ever feel left out? Totally. It was freshman year was really weird because as you know RISD has a massive Asian population mm-hmm. like there's a lot of kids internationally like from China from Korea from you know all all across the world and in my freshman like our first section we had mm-hmm. um, my group was predominantly students from abroad specifically from like Hong Kong or Shanghai or like parts of China right and one thing that was just like weird is the Asian the like the Chinese group or the Chinese kids in the group I was trying to befriend them but I was also trying to befriend the white students and I remember one of my friends telling me that she's like I didn't feel like we could trust you for a while because we weren't sure if you were on our side or their side I'm like what are you talking about crazy and it was just like this weird dynamic I guess because I I felt like I had to pick kind of who I wanted to be a part of do I want to be associated with the white kids or do I want to be associated with the Asian kids yeah and I tried to do both, but that, it felt strained because mm-hmm. like a lot, there's just a lot of gossip that happened and people not wanting me to overhear certain things because they would think I would go tell or that I was taking sides on certain issues. Yeah. Again, it was just like a reminder that like I, I'm in that in-between and there's not many people in that in-between with me. Right, yeah. Definitely. I totally understand that. I mean, like, I relate to that immensely. So do you ever think that, like, how do you want to rewrite yourself or, like, rewrite rewrite your own narrative? Like, what do you want people to know about you because you are biracial and you may not fit into either group specifically, but there must be something you want to say about it? You know, part of me is, like, I'm okay with not fitting into either. Mm -hmm. I I do like the unique position I've been in because I feel like it's just given me this kind of insight into, like, not fitting in and also being able to look at both groups while being an outsider but also being a part of them to a degree. Right. So I I don't think I would actually – I wouldn't rewrite anything. I think it's, like, definitely shaped who I am and, like, how I think about things. Um, I just wish that growing up that – there wasn't that questioning of like what am I and that mini identity crisis like do I need to belong because at least now in this moment I've realized I don't need to be a part of any group I can just be Max and just identify as Max I don't have like this desire to be and fit under a label isn't necessary definitely yeah that's awesome that's nice to learn over time 
that's not something that everyone is able to learn. And it's great to know that you've figured out, like, it's okay to be who I am. And I don't care yeah. if I fit into one group or the other based solely Definitely on your took genetics. a while to get there. But it's a good path to, like, have to have gone through to figure that out. Yeah, I Especially being so it. young. You're, like, yeah, 21. Sure. Yeah, like, you're so young. So it's really awesome. Wow, that's crazy. Well, thank you so much for being here and talking with me. Yep. And I appreciate it.